Welcome to season three of Handpicked. It's so great to be back. What great businesses we have discovered. It's a great way to show and feel and learn about what's going on in Australian business. So if you like what you hear, perhaps you could rate us or review us or refer it to another business owner. What a wonderful episode we have for you today. Now, Dan, tell us a little bit about your business. Thank you, Naomi. So I'm uh, I'm originally from overseas, from Romania. My wife and I re- relocated to Australia two years ago after we decided to launch on Shark Tank Romania, our business, which is a property development company uh, currently based in Melbourne, doing townhouse projects uh, with the aim of both serving people to uh, create projects next to parks and the ocean, and as well as create offering shelter to one person for each uh, unit that we build and sell. How fantastic. And how has it been going in the last two years? Uh, to, to be honest, uh, in construction, we probably have been a bit more lucky compared to other people. However, yeah, it definitely has been quite challenging. We We came in January of 2020 and two months after we had to go uh, into lockdown. So, yeah, it was it was challenging, but I'm, I'm really excited as we're at the beginning. There's a lot of new things that we have to do each day. What questions do you have from me? Where are you up to on your business journey? Give us an understanding of where the scale is up to. So um, at the moment, we just started uh, our first project. We acquired the site in March of this year, and we just... We're just finalizing the demolishing process. We are going to be creating four units uh, in Templestowe Lower in Melbourne, which will roughly have a market value of five to six million at the end. Uh, with that being said, I'm, my, my main question is, I'm wondering if you would have a property development company, what would be the process of accelerating its growth path? Well, I suspect that is really going to be determined by your cash flow and the amount of capital that you have behind you. I'm assuming you've got investment from Shark Tank. Did that all flow through? It's not called Shark Tank in Romania, Yes, the the actual naming is um, the lion's den, basically. So so it's the same concept, but... Yeah, the lion's lair, yeah. Yeah, so on TV, I got funding from two people. In reality, as the pandemic came, uh, they were both in hospitality, so they made a step back. However, it was an amazing experience. I I feel like a lot of people were a lot more open to give us a helping hand just because we have been featured on Shark Tank and it has been a very good experience for us. However, we due to that, we were able to raise funds from other sources of private investors and uh, some other people that saw us on TV and uh, decided to come on board and invest with so us. So back to your question, which is, should you have many projects at the one time or complete one first? And if I go back to the fundamentals of business uh, principles, and yours is a very capital intensive business, it is dependent on finding great sites. It is dependent on getting through council and getting all the approvals that you need. Uh, and it is also about finding customers and audience for the properties that you develop. So um, it's also very much about building trust. And so um I would argue that in the first, uh, it is about getting one to the point where people can see it. And I do know that you use virtual reality uh, as some of the ways that people can view your properties, which is 
wonderful, but ultimately people do want to touch and feel and see um, the reality of the quality of the build and because there is so much conversation about the quality of builds when people are buying off the plan. But in terms of scaling the business, it doesn't matter what business you're in, it's about having different things at different stages so that you, it's not feast or famine. So rather than have waiting for everything to be completed is getting um, projects to the point that they can kick off when the capital uh, comes. So finding those locations, and I do, my business partner was very much in property uh, uh, with with the retail offering that he had before uh, we went in, and it was always about finding the right sites, always about getting through councils and getting approval, and then he'd just leave them on, on the um, ready to go for when the pipeline was coming through. So it's, it's a little bit of a, a, a melding, and as you scale, and have more people around you, you could probably accelerate that. Definitely, that's a, that's actually a great idea to potentially try to acquire and get through planning with a second one, and actually go into construction with the second one just just after we have uh, finalized the first one. What a time to arrive in Australia! What are your next questions? So my next question is, I'm just wondering. So with with the with the two businesses that I've had before, they all included uh, the the name Hero in their name as besides impact, besides profit work also trying to generate impact. And I'm just wondering, what do you think would be the key uh, to motivate people to have the similar drive, either if they're our partners or team members to uh, be focused as well in generating the impact as well as the profit? So that's about keeping everybody aligned and focused on the job at hand and making sure that people are all uh, working together to create the right outcome. Uh, and communication is very critical with that and understanding your key differentiator. Why are you special? Why are you different? Why would people either invest their time with you if they're team members or or their money with you if they're customers? Why are you special? And being able to truly articulate that. Um, and then on the second part of that is to fulfill on that purpose. How do you make a difference? Purpose always comes from how you contribute to others. And whether that's your team members or whether that you as your community or whether it is the stakeholders around you, being able to align people to that sense of purpose and bringing them together to the cause and the calling will make a massive difference. Definitely, definitely. So we'll, we'll, we'll try to, I guess, we'll try to implement that and articulate it better in, um, in regards to our stakeholders. You're in a very emotional game. You know, people's homes are very important. And sometimes that people forget, you know, if they work in the finance part of development or they work, you know, they forget there's a person there who is creating their home or it might be their first investment property, whatever it is. But it's a very important purchase. And keeping that front and centre, that emotional connection to the why is really important. Definitely. That's that's. Uh... That's uh, something that we need to be to be pay, paying close attention to. Uh, another question that I had in this direct, in sort of a similar direction, is how do you um, have team? How do you get people in line if they're in your team? If they, let's say if they are delivering, how how do you help, um, nurture them to deliver even better on the results that you need from them? And if they're not delivering, what do you do in that situation to help them more? get them back in line. It always comes back to do they know what they're there to do and do they understand what success looks like? Um, and often that's about encouragement. So if somebody's doing an incredible job and perhaps that person 
uh, and showing how they do their job is it could be an opportunity for the other people around to be able to see how they do their job. What are the steps involved? How do they create connection? I always find that on the whole, many people don't understand where they spend their time and what what their strengths are. And so sometimes it might be just making sure that people get that the return on time invested is more important than anything else. Uh, And having time for deep work and deep thinking can be really important. So supporting people who are unproductive in how they structure the outcome of their day can be make a massive difference. And just and asking the questions. It's a great book called The Multipliers by Liz Wyman. And she talks about the power of asking the amazing questions of your people to ensure they're doing their best work. Um, that is seeing them for who they are, m- making sure you um, get their strengths and you see where they fit in, encouraging them. But also at some point, if they don't belong and it's not working out, is to have the straight conversation. What would your marketing strategy be for a property-related business? How would you approach it? Would you try to do online ads? Would you try to get on Shark Tank Australia? What, what would your approach be, basically? Publicity is always good. Um, but understanding the market and the market dynamics are really uh, important. So any marketing strategy is dependent on where are the customers hanging out. And social media can have a place, but also, if anything, I would speak particularly to the local press or look for PR opportunities to talk about the contribution that this development will make to the community and engaging with community and the local leaders. Because Social media can ve- can be very faceless and really what you're trying to do is build trust and building trust comes through building relationships and so meeting people and knowing who is who in that local community could ha- could enable advocacy for your uh, program and your development. But the local press is a great and often untouched um, avenue for people promoting their businesses. That, that, that's a good idea. We, we were not very successful in getting too much press in the beginning, um, but that's probably because we targeted the, the biggest uh, players in the market, like those trend financial review, the Sunday morning Herald and so on. But we'll, we'll definitely try to go do a better job with the, with the local press. Um, another question in this direction is, what, what's, your, what's your approach or vision about the property in the next 6 to 12 months? Is it... Um, yeah, where do you think we're going with this? All of this um, chaos, a bit with uh, the COVID and uh, um, new regulations coming in. So I'm definitely not a property ex- expert, and but what I do understand is market uh, forces. So it's about supply and demand, and any industry is about supply and demand. When there is uh, not enough supply and too much demand, prices will go up. And we've seen that the cost of logistics around the planet, the cost has gone up fivefold because there's just not not enough transport. So the cost has gone up. 
So what we're seeing at the moment in property, whilst I am not a property expert, is it's about supply and demand and uh, how people get into the industry with interest rates low um, and people wanting to own their own homes or, or be in a place that they want to be in. We've seen DIY go through the roof and that's because people have spent more time at home in the last two years than they probably have ever have before. So um, I I would just look at the fundamentals of supply and demand and knowing what other people in that space are doing and then uh, pegging your positioning of your product against that. Uh, competition is not always a bad thing because it does mean that there is a market for it. So if you are the only one doing uh, a certain thing, understanding who your true competition is can allow you to set some really interesting benchmarks for yourself. So yes, I don't. I haven't got a crystal ball. If I did, that would be fantastic. I would know exactly what to invest in, exactly where. But we do see the fundamentals of supply and demand uh, taking place right now in the Australian economy. What was your most difficult uh, problem that you've experienced and how you you solve this uh, I, i'm not re- this is not related to property just business business in general i always think one of the hardest things is um is around finding the right people for the right roles and that it's never ever uh oh gosh and then there's the whole issue of technology as well oh can i only have one answer um so yeah i think you know right people right roles building a team that is future facing that has capacity for growth themselves as individuals uh is is challenging and will always be challenging um and creating an incredible culture where people want to come and do their best work Uh, I don't have an operational role in my own businesses. I sit as a non-executive director. We have an incredible leadership team and an uh, HR, um, human resort, people people and culture uh, director who who is incredible and does all of that, um, supported by the leadership team. So, so I always think that creating the right people uh, for the growth of the enterprise and having the right ones at the right time have been some of my most challenging times. The other thing is, because I work in the online space, is making sure that our technology not only stays up to date but is leading edge and tech transformation is an ongoing and continual journey. It's just never done. I thought, oh, I'll build a website, then they'll come and it'll be finished and, you know, here I am 20 years later and we very much are still in, investing in people, in technology and also in the supply um, of fabulous experiences. It doesn't change. So there's no tick and flick. There's no done. And you just as a leader stay continually interested, curious, learning and asking lots of questions. That's a very, very uh, clever approach with the questions to yeah, to be able to nurture um, the results that you're after basically. Uh, now, Naomi, what is something that you believe in that almost nobody else agrees with you on? I feel very lucky that I am supported by, uh, you know, a gorgeous husband and family and I've got great friends and I've got a um, a business partner. So I, I think the hardest thing can often be if you are a sole CEO or sole founder and you don't have somebody just to shoot the breeze with. One of the hardest things is actually the opposite of what you've just said, which is because I'm such a big voice, people just often believe me and it might not be the truth. And I need people to challenge me and review the thinking. I don't want people to just say yes all the time. So I, I at a very early stage, realized that I needed to come out of the planning process uh, and allow people the 
space to be creative without my voice in the room saying, oh, that's a good idea, that's a bad idea. Uh, even with uh, Shark Tank, you know, if I say something's a good idea, people think it is and it may or may not be because I might not be in the target audience. So mine is probably the reverse where I'm so convincing and such a storyteller, people believe it when actually maybe I just need you to stand up oh, to me and challenge me. That's so powerful, I feel like. Uh... It, with, with great knowledge you you start to realize a lot more that maybe you don't have all of the answers and even if you have a good amount of the answers is it, it's great to nurture and, and get challenged on some topics i guess yeah the older i get the less i know <laughs> that's that's a very interesting uh, wisdom so dan it's been wonderful having you on the show uh welcome to australia uh it has been a very interesting time for you to start your business here but uh your questions have helped our listeners on handpicked learn more about their business so thank, thank you. you naomi i really appreciate it. it has been a wonderful time thank you again